You are now listening to The Beat Basement, Season 4, Episode 10. I know people be saying, like, bruh, music ain't for everybody. We all listen to sound. Right. Everybody, right. everybody has a potential right. to reach their own sound. Presents The Beat Basement, where you hear from your live as producers, all of them. And this is where it all goes down, where you hear the funky sounds. From the producers that's up and coming to Grammy Award winning, all of them. I'm your host, Swish, and we going in. Everything going in. Well, on this episode, we had the dopest um, beat maker slash, you know, versatile slash creator. Um... You know, enough said for me. On this episode, we have my bro, Chris Hovers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. What's up, bro? Welcome to the crib. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Chris Hovers, you know, uh, originally from Washington, D.C., born and raised there. Uh, D.C.? Came out to Atlanta cool. to go to school. Just graduated from Emory University, film studies major. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Finna get into it. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. Bruh, where do I even start at, <laughs> man? Hey, you're yeah. a scholar, man. You already, you know what I'm saying, own it. Appreciate it, man, people, yeah. People should listen to you already. Yeah, I think, um, one, shout out to my, my village, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my family. Shout out to everybody who's been a part of my journey. Because um, there was a lot of people involved with this. Like, I definitely didn't do it alone. Uh, yeah, man. I had like a whole network of scholarship advisors, mentors, um, my family, man. Like they really got me through a lot of shit, for real. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, right. <laughs> so. I see they put Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. um, Avenue or or Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I think they put Avenue or uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, right in front of the White House. Yeah. How you feel about that, man? That being your hometown and, and uh, it's cool. I mean, everything. There's a lot more on. work to do, but yeah, you know, appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't really know what else much more to say than that. But it's a lot more than just paying over top of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of other stuff that's still buried under that. You feel me? Um, so yeah, I think that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, but as as far as growing up in D.C. though, um. I don't know. For me, I was always a super like quiet, observant kid. Um, I grew up in Northeast DC um, in the Mayfair uh, neighborhood, like Mayfair Paradise side. Pre- pe- some people probably know where that's at. What goes on up there? Um, like, what kind of music and stuff? Uh, music wise, uh, well, when I was growing up, I heard a lot of go-go music. Aside from like all the like hip hop R and B two thousands vibe, like all the songs that was popping around that time. Like I heard that stuff, but in terms of like DC, I heard a lot of go-go. Like we have go-go's, or at least we used to have them. Um, and yeah, we just had like a lot of bands and stuff. Um, there's definitely like a bunch of different pockets of culture in DC. You have like the jazz. Um, it's it's so much stuff, bro. Like you just gotta really <laughs> go around. Like DC has so many pockets of whether it's food, music, uh, like outside events. Like you can always find something to do and something to eat. It's it's great. That's dope. Yeah. So, and so how was it growing up there in the Northeast? Uh, it, it was kind of 
crazy, man. Like, I mean, just like any other major city, you know, you got your... DC used to be bad. Yeah, used to be. From what I, I mean, think? It, I think it's it's probably a little better now, but from yeah. From what I heard. Yeah, yeah, bro, for sure. Like, just like other major cities, like, you know, you got your hoods and stuff. Um, a lot of neighborhood beefs, a lot of shit like that. Man, stupid, um, silly shit. Sh- shit that I wasn't really into, but I, right. I grew up around it. You know what I'm saying? I grew up, like, in the heart of that shit pretty much. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was growing up um, watching other people become a victim of it, whether that was through yeah. gun violence or getting jumped. Like, I've seen niggas get jumped. Um, and it's funny because I remember my stepbrother was telling me, like, you know, once you reach a certain age – they gonna be, they might start coming for you. Right. And it was like, I, I think it was literally when I became a teenager. Like, as soon as I went from 12 to 13, niggas was like, yo, what's in your pocket? And I'm right. like, hmm. or like, oh, where you from? Right. I'm like, damn. Like, it, it'd be crazy. I've definitely been tried a few times, bro. Like, growing up, like, I, I can't even count on my hands anymore. But just living through those experiences, I know how to navigate the streets a little better. And uh, just like everybody else, I, I feel like, Especially with the guys, like everybody always on edge. Like you see a nigga on the street, you like, what he on, bro? Like is he gonna try? Because literally it'd be real fast. Like right, just be like, yo, what's in your pockets? Or you, they might try to hit you with some super left conversation. It's really trying to, it's them trying to yeah. trip you up in your pocket. So, um, I was fortunate to really like survive all that, um, and not become a victim of that. Um, out of fear or anything because a lot of that's how a lot of kids really get into that lifestyle sometimes it's out of fear it's like yo well i ain't trying to get got so i'm gonna get somebody before they get me you know what i'm saying so i never had to or at least i never felt like i needed to like pick up a gun or like trap or whatever and you know for those who do do that i ain't shaming them or nothing because you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta survive how you how you get it you know what i'm saying so uh for me it was just different i um it was like right after I graduated middle school, my seventh grade English teacher referred me to this college prep program. Shout out to the College Success Foundation of D.C. They changed my whole Shout out. life. Shout out. And uh, pretty much he referred me to this program called Hero, which was under the College Success Foundation. They're a whole nonprofit organization funded by uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Costco Foundation, a few other folks. And uh also oh, so so Bill Gates Bill Gates do got some good some good you know <laughs> from what I'm hearing, hey, you know, listen. he's getting a lot of backlash. Yeah, from a lot I of mean I know yeah, right I know now, it's a lot of different stuff right. going on, but hey, like I, I can't discredit the fact that my college too like all my shit was paid for. I'm a Gates right. Millennium Scholar, you feel me? So, so after that, I think it was after my freshman year of high school. My college mentor, he's like the senior program officer of the whole hero program. Um, shout out to Mr. Munja. Um, that dude changed my life. Like I, I've shout done out, so Munger. many things like that I have to accredit to him. And, you know, I wouldn't even be here if like I wouldn't be in Atlanta, probably if it wasn't for him. For real, for real. Senior year, I was getting like more serious with college application scholarship. No music. No music by this time. I didn't Were start you listening to music. Uh, <laughs> I think I think this is when I really started like, because growing up, I, I heard a bunch of music. Like right. my sister, she used to play like MTV, VH1, right. and I used to see her. I would yeah. walk into the living room seeing her look at like Lady yeah, Gaga was, videos and shit. Yeah. Um, but That's I what was we did growing up. Yeah, but I was never the kid that like heard something. Like at least when I was younger, I never heard stuff and was like, oh, let me go listen to who album that is, or like I didn't even know how to do that shit at the time. I know people probably had like. They used to download music different ways, but I didn't even know at that time. I was just like, wow. all I knew was really like go-go music. <laughs> that was the only thing that was on my phone was like go-go music wow. and maybe a few 
songs that were kind of popular. Just for a quick second, you know, um, no racism at all. You know what I'm saying? No, not that's, at all. that's really what it's about, right. um, racism. But um, yeah, you being from D.C., that's the capital city. I, I had yeah. to kind for of sure. I, I mean, trust me, I understand. Like, bro, my my thing overall is like. I just wish people would understand that, bro. We are all on this one rock together. Right. Like, where are we going? We all got our own struggles <laughs> like, and battles. Like, like, it's so much. It's so many things I think about since since I've been a kid, bro. It's like you really, don't even like, notice some of the things when you're a kid. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You, exactly. You like blind, like oblivious to what's going really exactly. going on in this world until you until you start seeing it. You like, yeah. whoa, yeah, life. Okay, yeah. life on they earth. They don't like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of my color? Yeah. Or, you know, it's it's crazy. It's it's, it's really crazy. It's deep down that rabbit hole, man. For sure. But yeah, man. So Chris Hovers is your real name or how'd you come up with uh, that? No, nah, my as a my real name, name is is Chris Chandler, but um for for Chris Hovers, the way I, the way that came into be like was so crazy. <laughs> Basically, when I got to school, um I had I had bought one of those little hoverboards that people used to go crazy about just so I could get around campus because Emory is hilly like it's hills all over campus and that shit that's how I got around so whenever people referred to me or addressed me they was like oh you talking about like hoverboard Chris so at first that was my producer name like I used to produce under that and the homies was telling me bro you should do that like so I literally took a recording of like the hoverboard startup sound that was my tag and like for a while I ran with that but then. I was like, as I started to get a little older, I'm like, nah, Brian really rocking with his name like that. And me and me and Dre Digits. It sound dope. Though. It sound it dope. Still sound, it still sound kind of dope. I'm like, yeah. it was it was a time. It was a it was a now moment. Now you're your grown man. Now exactly. <laughs> so it, it was a moment, but Dre Dre Digits was telling me like, yo, like, you gotta flip it to something. Like something. Cause I, I mean the hoverboard thing was cool, but now you gotta flip it to something. Cause this is after I started rapping. Like the homies wasn't I could tell people weren't really rocking with the beats like that because they were different. And so basically I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna rap on my shit. Like Dre Dre pretty much was telling me, like, bruh, flip it, you gotta flip it to something else. And me and him kinda came up with the whole Chris Hovers thing. And eventually I started conceptualizing it more like, okay, like what do I actually do? Like yeah. I, I do How several do different hover? things. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when I think of hovering, I think of elevation. So that's that's kind of how I came to the whole, like, okay, this is me learning how to elevate myself aside from college. So tell us a story about hip-hop. Okay. Uh, shout out to DJ Rasta Root. Um, he used to manage Fife Dog from a tribe called Quest. And pretty much I met him at a workshop at Emory, and he taught a class at Emory. I think he's still teaching a class there. Yeah, um, that's dope. Yeah, and it, it, it's been crazy because one of my friends hit me up. She was like, "Yo, you should go to this event because she know I rap and stuff." And she emailed me the RSVP link, and it was too late to RSVP. He's a pioneer. Yeah. Uh, if if anybody knows music, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it's really funny because I I started to really like find out more and more. I was like, "Oh, oh, this is like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is like, he's the guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, um, he's a veteran, yeah. like." Cool. Yeah. So knowledge. Yeah, so much knowledge. Um basically I couldn't even RSVP for the event and 
I decided to go anyway. Like it was the sold dude, out. Yeah, it was uh, like the dude who I emailed. I was he was like, yeah, the, the event is full. We'll probably do another one next semester. I was like, bro, I'm going. Like I don't yeah. care. I know exactly where it's at. I'm right. going. So I pulled up, and I wasn't even going like barge in or try to force my way in. I just like sat outside, and I was going to wait for him to come outside to ask questions. I was just going to cook up a beat, just sit in the hallway, maybe write some questions down for him. But one of his, one of his, uh, I think one of his interns or one of his. One of the people, uh, his he had two other guys with him because um, I think they're a part of this organization called National Inclug. And from what I understand, it's like a music fraternity for college students. Um, pretty much uh, Zay told me, he was like, yo, you here for the interview? I was like, I mean, not interview. <laughs> he was like, yo, you here for the workshop? And I was like, yeah, he was like, oh, come on in. So when I go in, it's like, because Emory has their own studio. They got like three different, uh, they got like three studios um, in their music building. And so when I went in, it was like a bunch of people in there, including DJ Rossaru. And he was like, yeah, we got people working on lyrics right here. We got people recording acoustics and then people working on the beat. He was like, get in where you fit in. In my mind, I'm like, bro, I do everything. Like, I'm getting <laughs> everywhere. So, but I didn't, I also like, because I knew who he was, I didn't want to be that kid that was like, hey, bro, listen to my music, this or that. Or like, let me like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's easy to do that, especially when you had that, right. you could fumble that opportunity, you know what I'm saying? And like, or fumble that right. connection. Um, so I, I've been really trying There's to- so many people that do that though, man. <laughs> I, oh, man can I, I don't care how close I get to anybody, bro. Right. I'm not going, f I mean, Harass. I can be a super fan, but I'm right. not going fan out like to where it's like, because they get that Thank every day. You. That's going to fumble your Thank whole opportunity. You. I'd rather like, at least let my face be seen and then- that's it. Like, yeah. if it's meant to be later, it's going to be meant to be, but yeah. never force anything. Yeah. Um, but I pretty much came in there pretty chill. He was like, yeah, you know, get in where you fit in. The beat was hard. Like, I was like, all right, bet. I just wrote 16 bars real quick, put that in my pocket, and I was chilling. And then um, he, he probably, he might see this and be like, he, he might think like, he might not know that this was a big moment for me, but it really was. Because I'm like, I hadn't, prior to that, I hadn't really met anybody in terms of like, people who's been in the game he's been in the management game um he managed i think he still manages uh Dwayne, uh who was on oh yeah, yeah kanye's yeah. flashing yeah. lights and so you know just to have somebody like like that come through to emory i'm like bro i'm i gotta take advantage of this i gotta go get all the knowledge i can because like this is what i'm trying to do and so um Plus, we live in the, the age of being an independent artist and like knowing what that's about, knowing how to own your music and all that. So um, I had a hell of questions. But anyways, I wrote the 16 bars, put that in my pocket. Then as I was like, as they were trying to work on the beat, they were getting stuck with the software. And I was just in the back of the room, like telling them like, oh, just press like command G or command, whatever, whatever. And he was like, yo, come to the front. And I'm like, all right, cool. All right. Let me move to the front. And more and more as the day went on he saw that i was like multifaceted too and that i could rap um he gave me some pointers on my ad libs and when he walked away his two guys was like bro you just woke rasta up or something like that they said and i'm like i'm like dang i guess because it's like he he's been in the game for a while but to see that he's like He's trying to offer, he cares about offering somebody some tips. Cause you know, pe people don't have to do that. People don't have to plant those little seeds that matter. Like you could really, he could have just been like, bro, I'm gonna go do this workshop and then go on about yeah. my day. Like that's right. it. But, um, you know, even after the workshop, you know, 
he and he had sent me some events to come out to that he was DJing for, and I got to see like all, where all these other artists were performing at, and it's it's crazy because I was going I was going to eventually tap into those events, but then Corona hit, right. <laughs> so, but um, but even still, like he then he came to Emory to teach, and I was like, oh, bet dope, I'm about to. You know, Corona, that dirty bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he came to teach us, uh, teach a hip hop class. And like, we pretty much learned the history of sampling. We learned about, you know, like Jay Dilla. Uh, and we were making beats and stuff nice. in class. And so nice. even after that, he, you know, he's still like a, a great resource for me. Like I, I hit him up from time to time to ask him questions about, you know, how would I approach this situation right here? Um, how would I go about, you know, this or that and he he's like more than willing to share the knowledge and he's super humble dude like super humble like yeah. the stories he shared with us just bro super humble like right. i'm i'm blessed to even have that connection too so brianna taylor brianna taylor oh i ah bro that hurts me just when you said it like mind boggling rest in peace to brianna rest taylor rp um I don't know, bro. It's like, it's just some things where it's like, we know what the problem is, but it's like, how much more do we really need to say it, bro? Like, how much more do we really need to say it? It's 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 not even like, it's not even, it's common sense at this point. Like, we know what's up. Yeah. Like, y'all know that ain't right. No, that's like somebody barging in. Oh, we got the wrong house. Doom, doom, doom. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, I don't know, man. I think uh, I don't even really know what to make of it. It's stuff like that that happens in life where I'm like, why? Why did that have to happen for? I don't know. I can't even I can't even really say too much on it, but it's tragic. Like, it's super tragic. It's almost like it's sad to say, but like just how numb we're becoming to certain things like you shouldn't have to that's a that's crazy like to know that story to know that that's happening like the trauma that we have to unpack and deal with as as black people is like people will never really understand that bro like and they think it's like i don't know i don't i don't really know how other people see it from the outside but like it's just it's so deep it's so deep to have that happen like you're supposed to be safe in your home not even that. Police are supposed to be the ones who protect and serve. Yes. But yeah. to do that, that's like, bro, that's unheard of. And they get basically a slap on the wrist. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But I think people, I think we all should really like just look at that and be like, okay, take it as face value. Like that's. That won't happen again. Won't happen again. Yeah. Well, like. Yeah. I don't know, man. That shit is rough. Like, it's a lot. And she's not the, you know, she's not the only one. It's so many. It's it's so many. Like, it's so many. But even just, I don't know, bro. I think these are things that I think about, like, every day where I can't even, I don't even have the words to really unpack it. It's just, it's just in my head. And I'm just like, wow. Really? Like, this is, that's, that's what it is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Oh, let's lift everybody's spirits, man. We need that Labor Day cook-up. For sure. We need that 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 new new, that good, For sure. you know, that good good, that sound. We need that creativity. For sure. It's the cook-up. Time for the cook-up. For sure, for sure.
Hey yo, Chris, where you at? I'm in town. You are only confined by the walls you build yourself. Yeah, man. You you are your only wall. You're the only one blocking your progress. Man, it's nothing in your way. It's nothing you can't attain in this world. Put your mind to it and do it. Bulldoze those walls down. That's my word, y'all. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Peace.